You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. And Dan. Nick Nick can't handle wins. There's too much positivity, so he's not with us this morning. Yeah, feel better, Nick. Uh, he's uh, dealing with a fever. Uh, he lost his voice. There's a little too much parting for him this weekend, you know? Mm, these benders ain't for everybody, bro. Like, you got to put... We talked about it on Saturday on the vlog, you know what I mean? Yeah, you got everybody wants to party until it's time to work, and then right. that's when it, that's what makes you great, Dan. You could do the benders, and but you still get to the business, bro. <laughs> I'll just give it, giving Nick a hard time. Uh, yeah. prayers up to Nick, you know, good health and, and, and well wishes, man. We'll get him back next show. But yeah. beautiful, beautiful victory. Had a great time hanging out with you this weekend, my guy. Oh, absolutely, man. The uh, Gainesville was, was popping. Uh, I want to give a shout out to everybody that uh, that came by, said hello. Um, we had a bunch of tailgates to go to Selkina. You and I hung out for a while uh, on Saturday, but everybody was was showing love. Uh, shout out to Annie Harrison, Mike, Click Clack, uh, Jackson, ran into Vari. Uh, just a, a bunch of people that were uh, were out and about this weekend in Gainesville. I haven't seen Gainesville like that in a long time. So uh, shout out to everybody that just kicked ass this weekend as a fan. Yeah, we had flashes of it uh, during the Mullen tenure. You know, we got hot yeah. with trash there a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, it's been a while since my, my webcam is beating my butt right now, brother. <laughs> Not sure what's going on here. But um, beautiful beautiful vibes in the city. Like you said, I got, we got to hop around a little bit tailgate-wise. Um, shout out to my guy Hunter. Pulled up on his tailgate. Uh, went by Dave Freshly Used. Yeah. Uh, check, got me some drip. Can't go into the Tennessee game without blue on. So I caught me some vintage drip. Went and saw Zika. Shout out to Cantina. Beautiful ambiance over there. The, the, yeah. the new establishment's fire. You went by there as well, right? Yeah, we were there on uh, on Friday. Uh, so Cantina Anejo is where uh, the old Swamp restaurant used to be. So Zika, a uh, friend of the show, uh, friend in real life to all of us, he um, – he owns Oak and White Buffalo downtown. I uh, used to own 101 Cantina. Uh, that uh, is now uh, moved over a couple spots to Cantina and Nejo. I know that they were just doing a soft opening on, on Thursday, and then Friday was, as the kids say, nuts to butts, Silk. Yeah, that place was packed. Uh, your boy, Click Clack, I don't know if he loved being that cramped in uh, when he was out and about with us on Friday, but uh, shout out to Zika. That's going to be a, a place that does some serious business, and it's good to have uh, some new bars opening up right uh, right across the street from campus. Already, man. And one, one time for my guy Jackson Raymond, his whole crew over about a, the, law, the law school was a good vibe. You know, we got to get some predictions in. We got some salty versus dog debates. Mm. It felt nostalgic, nostalgic over there. But before the game, before we even got into that, bro, it was just a lot of positivity. People felt good about this team despite the Utah game. You know, despite media, national media, media like to harp on whenever the Gators are down or having bad uh, things going on. But everybody seemed optimistic that we were going to win this game. And we'll get into the breakdown of it. But 
one time for everybody that we ran into. All the love was real out there this weekend. Absolutely. Hey, you think Jackson's put his shoes on yet, or is he still grounding? Man, let me tell you, I don't even know if Jackson ever made it back to his tailgate. He might still be at Salty or Dog, whatever you guys want to call it. I don't know beef in here. Salty. He might, he might still be there. So let me give you a quick story about Jackson. So we're getting ready to leave the tailgate. And I said, hey, man, I got my bag. I know you're not going to let me in the stadium with my bag. Uh, let me put it in your car. He's like, no, put it in my friend's truck. I said, hey, Jackson, after the game, I need this bag. My keys are in it. You know, I got a lot of personal things. My medicine, a lot of shit's in this bag. I need this bag after the game. Nah, I promise you, we'll meet right back here at the tailgate. After a glorious win, we smacked Tennessee. I leave the stadium. I'm giddy heading towards my backpack. I was like, yo, I get this backpack. I'm heading to the bar at midtown. We about to kick it. Long story short, I get to the tailgate. Nobody's there. Truck is gone. I'm like, what the hell happened? And then on my way back to midtown, I ran into you and Brooke. And yep. was trying to figure out my life a little bit, man. I waited till 2 in the morning. Spence came and picked me up from that same tailgate. I had to crash on his couch. I didn't get my keys in my backpack to 11 a.m. the next on Sunday, yesterday. Jeez Louise, Jackson. Get it together, yeah. brother. And boys, now it's been a while since we won like that, man. So I guess they, they lost, lost, they forgot how to win. Yeah, I, I, we should have came up with a, a better plan post game. Uh, we stayed until the, the very end, till after the alma mater and everything else. And uh, we were, man, we were trying to meet up with some folks over at Midtown, but they were already inside. Then some friends downtown trying to figure out the Uber situation. It was just nuts. So uh, shout out to Annie. Uh, we swung by her tailgate, saw Chris, saw a bunch of other folks as well uh, over there. Uh, but, uh, oh, shout out to, uh, to Cam and, and Spence who we spent the weekend with as well. Uh, but, uh, I forgot how hectic Gainesville can be, uh, right after the game. Cause normally we go back to the tailgate, let it die down a little bit, but right, right. Uh, these late games that, that funnel right into till 11 o'clock now uh, when everything's bumping already. Uh, so we had a, we had a long, uh, hard walk around town trying to figure out what to do. Then we went to Annie's and then we were just like, you know what? We had a night the night before. We'll call this one early around. Yeah, I missed Friday. Midnight, twelve thirty. So, um, but hell yeah, man! It's a uh, Gainesville was was incredible this weekend. Um, makes me want to try to get it up and, and try to figure out another game to get up to. This Arkansas, weekend. I'm pulling up for Arkansas. I can't do I Charlotte. That's that's too much of a, a landslide. <laughs> uh, I need I need some type of you know celebratory things that may happen. But Arkansas is definitely a week I'm pulling up to kick it. I got to at this point. Yeah, I don't. I won't be able to make that one. Uh, Brooke and myself, uh, along with a few of our friends, we're going up to the Dolphins Eagles game up in Philadelphia. Uh, right. Trying to try to hang out with uh, with our boy Brian Johnson a little bit. So him and I have been chatting. Uh, trying to get on the sideline, not during the game necessarily. I mean, if that's possible, uh, but at least uh, before mm, that game. But if, you, Arkansas, if you get if you get that type of access, we got to send the videographers, bro. We got to vlog that type of shenanigans yeah, there. Yeah, those those are the places that I like to be. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah, a little Philly bender. That's you know right. <laughs> uh, Take the bender on the road, baby. Heck yeah, heck yeah. I um, I, I want to give a shout out, um, real quick. Uh, so for the game, I sat in section twenty-two, uh, row one. Um, so want to give a shout out, uh, real quick. Uh, to Tommy, who I, who I bought the tickets from, uh, we were right there. So that ETN run was right in front of us. Got to see Tate Casey and Zach. 
I got to holler at them. Uh, Cam Jackson, right after the game, came right over to our section, uh, hugged the guy right next to me, uh, which was cool. But uh, but shout out to him. Um, but the 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 swamp was immaculate on uh, on Saturday night. Uh, I hope and, and pray that this uh, this team is continuing to improve. We'll get into it in a second. Continuing to improve, but you know, looking at the SEC this year, Silk, I'm not as uh, not as impressed by some of the teams. Uh, this year, as I was last year, the year below, uh, year before, um, and uh, I think there's a chance we might be able to get six and one, seven and one before that uh, before that Georgia game. Yeah, you got to take it one day at a time. But I said in the offseason, like the the landscape of the league, if it, all the quarterback changes across the league was going to provide you know some some parity here. Uh, Bama can't figure out their quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. They bench Milrow. They bring in uh, Buckner. Uh, who, who, Georgia, Carson Beck is looking regular degular. He's not looking like anything special. You just look around the league in the SEC. Uh, it's, 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 it's up for grabs. I kept saying this before the, the game we played was at the tailgates. I was like, yo, look around. Like, we just got to get our shit together. But, like, all of these games on our schedule are winnable if we got our act together. And the Baby Gators, because these boys are super young. The Tennessee team we play, mm-hmm. we'll get into that breakdown. Mm-hmm. But the Tennessee team we play is full of red shirt. COVID seniors that are like 35 years old. And these young boys came out and handled business. Absolutely. Well, let's get, let's get into the show. We keep bouncing around the Tennessee game. We all want to break it down. Uh, Quick. I want to uh, Trav here. Uh, First, he let us know he'll be in the Arkansas game. Then he said, Dan loves finessing. Does Brian Johnson know you're a Miami fan? He does. Um, I have decided that I will wear a jacket over my shirt so that you can't see what I'm wearing. Uh, and then when we, uh, when we get back into the crowd, I'll take the jacket off. Right. But I'm not going to disrespect my boy, Brian, that way. Um, you know, if if that becomes a thing, then I'll throw the dolphin shirt to the side, bro. I'll wear a neutral color, uh, to be able to get on the sideline. I'm not one to not wear an Eagle shirt. To get on the sideline, you know what I mean. So yeah, anything uh, to get this this flex, man. You got to <laughs> yeah, do what you yeah. got to do, man. Like, um, but all right, let's get into the show. Uh, first, we want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, which is Gataverse. Go visit them. G a t a v e r s e dot i o. We're actually going to bring on the uh, the founder and CEO of the Gataverse a little bit later on to today's show uh, to talk about the Gataverse, but. Go visit them right now. If you buy a Trevor ETN card, they are giving a free meal at Bluebird Wings, which I've not yet been to, but Nick says is uh, one of the best spots to get wings in Gainesville. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit more about what we're doing uh, with the Gatorverse there. Uh, if you get a free meal, if Trevor ETN scores, uh, two touchdowns uh, and the Gators win. You'll get a meet and greet with him. Uh, and then you'll get a 20% discount at Bluebird Wings anytime during the season with that Trevor ETN card, which you can get on Gataverse.io. So again, we'll talk with Brian Klatske a little bit later today. Uh, but again, go visit Gataverse.io. Go support name, image, and likeness at the University of Florida. Uh, Silk Gators win 29-16. to 16. Um, on uh, on Saturday, uh, again the swamp was electric. That's about the loudest I've seen throughout the duration of an entire game. Uh, Gators uh, drive on the uh, on the first drive of the game, uh, miss a field goal. So we're going to talk about special teams. Uh, Tennessee goes down and scores quickly. 
I looked at Brooke and I said, man, I am not looking forward to this. If this is how this is going to work, uh, the Gators then go off and run off 26 straight points against Tennessee uh, in a game that uh, seemingly I know a lot of fans were nervous uh, just about the way that the Gators, uh, you know, we still are still learning and growing as a team. Uh, right. But the win, you know, win expectation was always very high for the Gators uh, this game, if you look at the statistics. So, so give us your overall thoughts and view uh, on the game, and then we'll uh, break down offense, defense, and then, of course, get to that special teams uh, ranking. I, I'm with you on the start. The start, I felt good with the drive going down the field. I, I felt good getting the ball first cause mm -hmm. just because I, I thought we were going to be able to move the ball on these guys fairly, fairly uh, easily. Um, so we get the ball first, we march down. Then we kick a knuckleball of a – we stall out and we kick a knuckleball of a field goal, and and I was just befuddled at the kick, the attempt, everything. It was just like, yo, we, we can't win this game or go forward in the season without a kicker. Um, thank God. Later in the game, we find Trey Smack. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's, he can hit extra points. At least we know that. He was a five-star in the kicker world. Uh, I don't know why he wasn't starting. But nonetheless, they get the ball after – uh, we missed that field goal. They marched down, get seven, and I'm just at the same th at the same time. While I know it's a scripted drive, mm -hmm. and I know like Milton's gonna have to pitch around in this loud stadium in this hostile environment all game, it just wasn't the, the ideal start. So mm -hmm. I was just a little disappointed with the start, not getting points. But we get the ball back and we march right back down again, and we get six and then miss another extra point. Yeah. So <laughs> it it was like you know. Uh, a mixture of feelings at that point It's six to seven. I'm seeing that we can move the ball easily, but at the same time thinking like we got to get seven every time because this guy can't kick. Uh, so at, at the beginning of the game, I'm feeling good. And like you said, we just start rallying off points, putting mm -hmm. together drives that drain the clock. And that's why I like most importantly, Tennessee scored fast. They, they like to score pat, uh, fast with Josh Heupel's mm -hmm. offense. Uh, that lo Those long drives, keeping them on the sidelines, draining their defense, making them tired. You know, it's, it's, it's something to it. Now, defense is with, is with the shenanigans this year. Yeah. Uh, they came in ready to play football. Austin Armstrong is going to put our defense in some situation that may, that may you know, get them cooked here and there. You know, we may give a big play here and there, but uh, the amount of pressure that, we, that we're applying within the front seven is very impressive. I would like to see my DNs mm -hmm. play a little better, uh, especially and for sure. Uh, passing situations, I think they could get out the, the passer a little bit better. Mm -hmm. We need a – we need a, a, a uh, for sure, or or a home run weak side defensive end. That's what we're missing, I think, from the defense. Just uh, uh, somebody with a get off and can really apply some pressure. Speed rush. Um, Umi Nealing played a better game. Uh, Tyreek Sapp is going to be a man amongst boys all mm -hmm. year. You know, shout out to him. I'm glad he's not inside and playing outside right now because he's, he's he's providing us a good spark. Um, but overall, the defense came to do what they had to do, bro. I have no complaints. Uh, Scooby Williams. Is just as you know valuable as Shamar James right now. We have a dynamic duet linebacker. Um, it's hard to run the football on us. Tennessee was one of the best running games. I know they haven't played anybody, but they they had they had a spark at running back. Even the quarterback Joe Milton could get outside the pocket and make some things happen. We kept him bottled in pretty good. Austin Armstrong is a superstar defensive coordinator, a future superstar. Like the the electricity he provides on the sidelines, the energy, his schemes. You know, you're going against Josh Hyper, who I deem as one of the best play callers in college football. Armstrong had that boy in a chokehold all yeah. night. All night. Yeah. Overall, no, great, great team performance. I know there's mm -hmm. a lot of programs out there that have these superstar players here and there. 
you know, big names. But from an overall team perspective, uh, considering how young this team is, uh, we got most of these guys are going to come back next year. We, we may get one or two that may jump early. That that always happens. But mm-hmm. you likely getting 95% of the starters back next year. Graham Mercer is only going to grow. The team's only going to grow. I do want to see us take more shots down the field. I like how we moved the chains and kept Tennessee off the field. But mm-hmm. we, we got to get more vertical. And, and I've seen a couple plays where Pearsall was vertical and we didn't go out there and attack them down the field. So if I do have a gripe, it's, it's that. And also uh, Billy Napier taking his foot off the gas in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, put your foot on their throat. Get that killer mentality to put teams away, not just sit on leads, man. Yeah, especially in in those rivalry games. So, Silk, you you hit a lot of good points there. Uh, you know, I'm I'm curious to see what the offense looked like with with Trey Wilson in the game. All game, he goes out. You know, after that first drive, uh, he was he was humming. I think he had six catches, 44 yards uh, on that first drive. Has a bruised clavicle, uh, so I'm not even sure yeah. how long you're out for that. Maybe you preemptively sit him just because it's Charlotte. Um, you know, try to get him fully healthy as you get back into the SEC slate. Uh, Austin Armstrong has more energy than I've seen out of a out of a coordinating type coach. A lot of the the hype coaches and stuff like that, you know, are, are there. But but Austin Armstrong was waving uh, to Tennessee at the end of the game to leave the field. He was jumping up and down. Uh, he was super energetic. One of the things that I think is interesting is that you know when when the Gators just because of where we sat on the field, you could see the sideline a little bit more. Billy Napier when uh, the defense is being called. He stands on the opposite side of the field, which to me means that he fully trusts Austin Armstrong to b- completely run that defense, to lead that that uh, part of the team, uh, you know, and in, in step out of his way. So I thought that that was very interesting. He was 30 or 40 yards away from him uh, during that time. Um, but Austin Armstrong dialed up a fantastic defense against Tennessee. You can say whatever you want about Joe Milton. Josh Heupel is still one of the best offensive coaches uh, in college football. He's going to put his players out there to scheme. They're able to stop the run. They're able to force Joe Milton uh, to throw the ball. And they had a lot of three and outs or a, a lot of short drives uh, that kept their defense gashed. And I, and I think that the Gators were able to uh, really benefit from that. Uh, Trevor Etienne had an incredible game uh, himself. Want to make sure that he gets his flowers uh, for Man. the game. An electric guy. And you know what? I give a lot of credit to uh, what they were able to do on the offensive side of the ball. A lot of times we've been balancing back and forth between the two different running backs. You you fed the hot hand and in Florida figured it out. 23 rushes, 172 yards, um, 7.48 yards per, you know, on average, another touchdown in the game. That's back-to-back games where he's averaged over seven and a half yards of carry. So he looked incredible. Um, the, the offensive line played really good. You know, we talked a lot last week about that front seven of the Tennessee defense. The Gators looked bad on the offensive line against Utah. They did a very good job uh, against a, a very formidable front seven of that defense uh, in Thanks. that game. But and then finally, I, I do want to give Grand Mertz his flowers. You know, a lot of us were – we had question marks, right? You know, I know that there was a lot of probably misplaced anger towards him or frustration towards him because of what you saw out of Wisconsin. And, you know, we continuously said, hey, Wisconsin just isn't a great offensive team. They weren't the same identity. They were what people knew of Wisconsin before. Their head coach gets fired. They don't have the same skill makers. And what did we see out of Grand Mertz this year so far? He is passing at a 75% yeah. completion rated, 692 yards, 
three touchdowns, just one interception, um, you know, goes for 80% nearly uh, against Tennessee. Uh, again, the yards per average, Silk, you mentioned it. We want to see that a little bit higher, but the guy's not turning over the ball and he's, he's making plays. And man, that pass to Khalil Jackson. Man, not just that, right? Like, I like that pass to Khalil Jackson. I like the pass on the run to 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 uh, Eugene Wilson. Uh, but it, it, the intangibles is, is very good with Grammars. I just want to see him go vertical more. You're missing that part of his mm -hmm. game. But this part, like the screen he threw to Montreal Johnson, the yeah. patience, the, the draw the defense in, look him off, dump it off last minute. Like, you can't just, like, coach that. Like, that's the feel of the game that he has. Um, also, the pump fake. When he, when he when he breaks the pocket, he had already been hitting him for the little dimes to move the chains when he when he left the pocket. When he left the pocket and he gets the Tennessee defender and he pump face to get him in the air and run to the sticks. Yep. There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that we didn't see at Wisconsin that he's getting off. He's super comfortable when he gets to the sideline post plays. Like he he's he, he's with his team. Ups, downs, and that's one of my my, mm -hmm. my criticisms of AR last year. I'm gonna let you finish your stuff but i had to chime in on graham because yeah, my dog yeah. my dog hooping a little bit but the difference between him and ar ar will pout and, I, and i'm an mm -hmm. ar fan but he wasn't the greatest of leaders he would pout he would get up and down graham Mertz is level he's even killed i like his demeanor we got a great leader at quarterback right now like he, we just gotta go vertical a little bit more but the kid got the goods yeah, no, I'm very, very impressed by him. Again, he was, like you mentioned, Silk, hyping up the team. He was pumping up the crowd. He was doing everything that you that you want and expect out of a leader of that team. He did everything that you wanted uh, in that game. Again, you know, the downfield stuff I, I still think is going to come, and I think I still think that there's opportunities for improvement. But if you can tell me after playing Utah and after playing Tennessee six months ago that Graham Mertz would be throwing for – 75%. I don't think you could ask for much more than that. And the Gators are two right. and one, you know, outside of the Homer in me and you look at the Utah game and you shot yourself in the foot. But you know, if you said to a Gator fan, Hey, after the first three weeks of the game, our first three weeks of the year, you're going to be two and one. I think most Gator fans would be, would be happy at that. You have now the chance to go three and one, right? So some people are even expecting that Florida might only win three games all year. Now, all of a sudden, the national media is changing their attention. The Gators are ranked 25th overall now, yeah. which is weird, but Gators are, are 25th overall. Um, the young boys are playing, TJ Searcy, um, uh, Jordan Castell uh, is playing incredibly. Uh, we had a nice interception from Devin Moore. I mean, this team has the the inklings that that this could be a very formidable team this year and then next year. Getting getting excited already, so yeah, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take one day at a time. I already yeah. know next year. What next year? Like people gonna have to come with it next year. But let's let's the defense right now. Like they're top ten. Mm -hmm. um, when you look at it, we know how terrible this defense was last year. Um, and uh, the hire of Austin Armstrong was heavily criticized, whether the youth, yep. you know, us getting it from Bama, like the lack of experience. But he's holding it more than holding his own. Defense is only giving up 2.92 yards per carry on the year. Uh, we held Tennessee to 64 plays, ran the fewest of the season and third fewest on the hypo. Like, we're, we're playing a different level of football mm -hmm. when it pertains to, to the defense, man. Uh, yeah. We generated and that's 15 against pressures. Two, and that's against two teams that were, at the time, ranked in the top 12 in the entire Correct. country, right? Correct. Uh, we we generated 15 pressures on Joe Milton uh, on Saturday night. Uh, Umi Nilling is going to eventually, those sacks are going to add up. He had mm -hmm. four pressures. Caleb Banks had three. Tyreek Sapp had two. 
just a over overall great defensive uh uh year so far. We're only three games in. Uh, Jordan Castell, who who my man sorely got in the in the in the chat right here as an all American. He he's barking up that tree. I tell mm -hmm. you that. Uh he graded out the highest on defense at 83.5. Umanilian uh 81.7. Devin Moore 78.5. I want to see what was the status on Devin Moore. I hope he's mm -hmm. back and healthy. Um he's gonna be very good. And and Jason Marshall is struggling a little bit at that corner. He's getting yeah. into some one-on-one. -on -one, uh, he got to put his hands on people. If you're mm -hmm. there to jam, jam, bro. Like, get a little bit more physical. But uh, Tyrese out, graded out at 75.7. .7. Cam Jackson, who's just eating up space in the middle. My defensive tackle, you could go three, four deep. Them boys are still eating. Chris McClellan is coming in eating. Um, Big 21 got him a sack, laid on mm -hmm. Joe. Put that yep. 400 pounds of pressure on that boy. So, man, the defense, I have no complaints right now for my defense. Even when we rotate the linebackers and you get Manny Nunnery and, uh, and, and, and Mitchell in the game, uh, Taraja Mitchell, they're, they're still eating. Um, I need Miguel Mitchell to wrap up. He's tackling with his chest. Mm -hmm. you, can't, you can't run up on guys with your chest out. You got you to, gotta, you know, put a shoulder and, and a helmet on these people and wrap up. Um, but other than that, man, my defense is eating. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I know, absolutely. So you mentioned it, uh, Pro Football Focus. Uh, their top five defensive players, uh, Jordan Castell, Princely, uh, Devin Moore, Tyreek Sapp, Cameron Jackson. Uh, I think this was Cameron Jackson coming out party. He had six tackles uh, on the game. Scooby Williams uh, ranked a little bit lower, but he led the team in tackles. It said the Gators had 12 missed tackles in this game. I don't know if I 100% believe that, uh, but uh, overall defense played played really, really strong. Um, not not a lot to say, right? I mean, the Tennessee offense is good. They're going to be potent all year. You know, no matter what Tennessee's record is this season, they're still going to have a, an offense that moves the ball. You know, Joe Milton is not a great quarterback. We've mentioned that for, for a while on this show, uh, but they're yeah. still going to move the ball. They still have great rushing attack. The Gators were able to really limit their ability to uh, to move the ball on the ground. So I uh, want to give the Flowers where they're due, still opportunity to improve, and that's the thing, right? I mean, Jordan Castell, freshman. Princey obviously been here a little while. Devin Moore, a sophomore. Tyreek Sapp finally getting some playing time. Cameron Jackson still has you know a little bit of time left that, that he can have at, at UF. Jalen Kimber, I thought, played – uh, pretty well in the game as well. Um, you know, you still have some some run with him. Desmond Watson went in. You mentioned late on him. Kelby Collins. These are all the, the top-rated Gator, you know, defensive players, and you can expect most of them to be here next year. Um, I thought Chris McClellan had a couple of big plays. He had a couple of tackles. I know he had a quarterback hurry. Caleb Banks had two quarterback hurries as well. So you're starting to see a bit of a coming-out party uh, for this defense, and I'm excited to see – you know, who they can be, what their identity continues to be. Uh, there's a couple of plays. I know that that uh, Jakeem Jackson, yeah, there's a, a couple of weird things that probably weren't called on that that uh, Jakeem Jackson touchdown that was thrown against him. But you know what? The second after that happened, uh, Jordan yeah. Castell came over to him, told him to hold his head up high uh, and come back. You're, you're going to get beat uh, when you play. There was a probably a tug at his jersey. There's probably also a – a missed kind of pick block or, you know, pass interference on the offense there. But regardless, go in, say, keep your head out, your head out, head held high. Pardon me. Um, but, but I'm excited about what the defense is. Want to see a little bit more out of Jason Marshall got burned on kind of a weird route there at the touchdown at the beginning of the game. Um, that would, that was tough, but you know, Silk, you mentioned, then you play DB. So you have a, a lot more authority to talk about it. Uh, but again, um, 
you know, I was very, very impressed with what this defense uh, was and in, in, in how they're continuing to grow. Yeah, my pet peeve at DB. Yeah. You up there, my son does that right now. He's playing football. Some of these bigger receivers get up there and he don't, like, bro, you're, you're in a position to jam. If you're in a position where you got to, you got to put your hands on them. Mm-hmm. Or you wasting time being up in his grill. Like, what's the point of playing man press if you're not going to press? So you got to redirect because uh, they, they got some guys too. Tennessee got some 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 six four six five guys that can run a little bit. Uh, most importantly, man, watching the culture shift and change. This is not the same mm-hmm. attitude uh, from you watch this team change from when Dan Mullen was here. You know, watching us get into shootouts with Samson. The energy of you know, oh, we won the game, and it's just different right now. Castell picking up Jakeem's head. You know, you watch the locker room, watching Luis Murphy and those guys in the locker room pumping those guys up at halftime. That's culture. That's winning tradition back in the building, man. Um, and regardless of the field goals, special teams is still something we got to clean up. It's going to cost us mm-hmm. if we don't clean up special teams. Even the punting, we shanked the cup off the side of our foot that we need to pin Tennessee deep on. Um, just some some criticism there. But you could feel winning culture coming into the swamp a little bit. It's just a different vibe. And, and, and I'm loving it. I'm not yeah. going to lie to the young boys. They're hungry. Everybody's waiting to get a snap, you know, and, and everybody's trying to make the op- the best opportunity of every snap they get. You know, the competition to get these snaps is very high. Caleb mm-hmm. Douglas came through, and I've had his name in, in, in the pre-show, previewing the show. I thought he was going to come through. He had two clutch catches for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, we, if we go a little bit more vertical and keep passing the ball more, he's, he's going to break out here in a minute. But a, a good game by Caleb Douglas. Douglas were coming through clutch uh, for some big catches for sure. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, Caleb Douglas is a guy I still haven't gotten used to his New Jersey number. Uh, he had a pass catch pretty early on in the game. I'm like, who the hell was number four? It's like, oh, yeah, yeah it's Caleb Douglas. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Silk, um, Graham Mertz played well, did did everything that you you want out of him, didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, again, I know we talked about, about some deeper passes, some deeper threats, and again, you lose Trey Wilson in the first quarter, so you don't know if that plays into it a little bit more. Still doing a lot, you know, a lot of East-West stuff, uh, but the Gators were able to move the ball uh, against Tennessee throughout. Uh, we talked about Trevor Etienne, uh, Montel John, or Montrell Johnson, pardon me, um, scored a touchdown as well, I believe. Um, but uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, the offense. I, I love the. I know some people complain about the motions that, that we do a lot of that motion, but Eugene Wilson, after getting those five touches early, you got to pay attention to whenever he's moving. He's mm-hmm. the type of guy where every defense is going to have to have a how do I stop a Trey Wilson or we got to watch this guy. And I like that Billy got the ball into the playmaker's hand. That's been one of my criticisms. Like you said earlier, going with the high hand. Love how we got Eugene just popping, not just jet sweeps, but he caught some some clutch passes as well in the passing scheme. I'm glad that he's still healthy and we'll get him back. But that that movement pre-snap, a lot of that movement that people saying it's like a window dressing had Tennessee's defense confused. They was talking, you know, while we were snapping the ball a lot, while we were motioning, they was trying to figure out assignments a lot. So I, I like the confusion that we're starting start starting to give defenses, but my overall just thing is just Going going vertical a little bit more. We was able to run the ball with like 10 in the box. Like they had that ball. I'm watching it in the game. I'm sitting with Cam. Shout out to Cam Carson, who's in our in our chat right now in, in the comments. Uh, I'm sitting beside him and with my guy Justin. And the entire time, Cam just screaming, put him in the dirt. Like he may have said that shit like 30 times, like yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah. Then like he's just on repeat. Yeah, no, no, no surprise. No surprise. I went, I went to sleep. 
hearing put him in the dirt and i woke up hearing put him in the dirt bro it's like he, he had it ringing off in my head like a, a terrible single but um the box was loaded and and, and trevor Etienne was breaking big runs we run down their throat knowing that they was daring us to throw the ball deep and i'm tired of people daring us to throw the ball deep mm-hmm. like throw that joint deep we got some guys yeah. that can run I know Mazel is young. He's not getting a lot of reps. Well, but we got some. We got some fast playmakers. I just want to see us take some deep threads. Um, and yeah, I think yeah. Billy, Billy harped on a little bit of the same stuff. We can't take our foot off the gas either. But overall, solid performance in the first half. Yeah, no, I, I think you know Billy Napier said it that they went a little bit too conservative probably in the second half. I don't know if it's too conservative. I think that that's just who he is, right? Um, you can call it conservative, you can call it not conservative. That's just who he is. I'd like to see a step on the throat, especially in a rivalry game. We had all the momentum going into the third quarter. The third quarter, first off, let me say one thing. I know that this is a complete sidebar here. These games move so damn slow now, Silk. So, um, between the the running clock and then the same amount of commercials. I'm like, dude, I feel like we watch like four minutes of football and then watch like 17 minutes of commercials uh, before yeah. we even get to that 10-minute mark. But regardless, um, you know, I would like us to, to throw the ball a little bit deeper. The guys were getting open. Uh, I don't know if it's a comfort factor. I don't know if they're just – they just know what they can do, you know, in these short you know, intermediate passes. It kind of seems like the opposite of what we did last year. We couldn't hit the the shorter intermediate pass, but we could hit the long ball. I would like us to to try it out once or twice. But, you know, again, maybe you didn't need to do it against Tennessee. You get the lead pretty early on in the game. Uh, you we have a build enough lead. But I do want to put, uh, put the – you know, I want to put some big points up. I want, to, I want a statement victory. This, in my opinion, is Billy Napier's – probably best win. I mean, maybe the Utah game last year. I don't really count that, but this is his first rivalry win. This is his first one where a lot of people are doubting him. A lot of people were saying that he should get fired. A lot of people were expecting Tennessee to win. I mean, if you look at the comment section from last year's video, all the Tennessee fans found that they had them winning 40 to 13 and 40 to 20 and all this other stuff. So um, I want to give the, the swamp. I know we're bouncing all over here. I want to give this swamp it. credit, dude. Um, I think that they caused at least three timeouts. They caused multiple false starts and penalties. Uh, the show. swamp was absolutely rocking on uh, on Saturday night. Um, there's a question here. Uh, it says, Dan, we love ETN. Why is he running so much better than Johnson? Quicker vision. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Montrell did not seem to have the same burst uh, or the same cut uh, that he had maybe last season. I don't know if there's something lingering there. Uh, or if it just could be Trevor Etienne has just made a huge jump uh, this year, right? Another, you know, off season in the system. Go ahead. I think he's a start. I think he's a step faster to the to the to the hole than, than Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just a lot of these is going to be style matchups. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a boxer. Like certain certain defenses is going to be easier for Montreal Etienne. They'll have, but overall Etienne's a more talented back. Just to keep it a bean, uh, Montreal. Mm-hmm. I hope Montreal has the year he just keep this type of year going and we get him back next year. I was I was yeah. scared that he's gonna go crazy and then you know we possibly lose him. We still may lose him because running back shelf life is a little different. Mm-hmm. But uh I'm not I don't think Montreal is taking a step back at all. I just think Trevor Etienne is just locked mm-hmm. in into a different echelon right now. Uh his patience, vision, balance, everything. And he's come from a different pedigree. He works with yeah. he's been working with pros for a minute because of his brother, but no, no slight of Montreal. Montreal's having a good season uh, in the past yeah. game. Like I said, that, that catch he caught from in the cutback he made, which is, is solid stuff, bro. Yeah. 
No, absolutely. Um, let's see here. Uh, receiving uh, in the game again, uh, they go for 166 yards, average just under nine yards per reception. Do get a, a touchdown there. I uh, want to give um, the offensive line credit as well. I thought that they played uh, well uh, in this game. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people are talking about the, the Micah Mazuka square up at the end of the game. A uh, guy looked like a professional yeah. out there. Yeah, his hand movements, uh, blocking yeah. space, throwing a jab out there. Yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. He do this. <laughs> but, but especially this. on, on run, uh, run plays, I thought that the offensive line, uh, did play well. Uh, the defense are the, uh, in passing downs or a little hot and cold, kind of depending on, on, uh, on which play, uh, Richie Leonard, I thought played really well, uh, in this game, Najee Harris, uh, played well. And then again, Micah Mazuka played, uh, played pretty well. Austin Barber, uh, kind of rounding out that, uh, that group, I think Kingsley, uh, getting back into things. I think that the Gators had some weird snapping issues uh, in the first half of the game. The ball wasn't going to, to where it probably should go. Uh, it was down. It was it was just there was a lot of things that, that you could see uh, were going on. They seemed to fix some of those in the second half. You didn't see a ton, um, you know, obviously plays in the second half of the game. But, you know, you get him back for another week and and hopefully that area improves a little bit for him. But uh, again, a good offensive show out uh, against uh, against Tennessee. Already. Uh, and I do want a hey, Joe, you in the comments, hit us up, man, for that tailgate. We down to slide through. Uh, you, if you want to host, we're definitely going to pull up, man. Uh, the first play of the second quarter, we had a deep, deep ball we were going to hit on. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you go back to that moment, we just he got I think Graham got sacked on that one. But if he gets another second or two we're going to hit a deep cross in there that goes for six like 100 percent. and it was just like just you know a little bit more protection the offensive line did it's night and day from game one we ran the ball 10 times versus utah that was a glaring thing i didn't think it was going to be our identity going forward like we got to be able to run the ball especially with, with two of the best backs in the country in my opinion uh so just i didn't think that was a normal trait and it could have been because kingsley was out but the offensive mm -hmm. line just wasn't clicking like it was you utah right now is looking like you know, a one-off game, bro. I, I, I'll mm -hmm. take that scratch right now. But mm -hmm. looking at looking at the team that played Tennessee, we should have won game one. Yeah, no, you know, I think that you're exactly right. But um, you know, looking looking back here, um, just just looking through the the list of players, uh, just not a lot of bad performances. Uh, you know, just looking at the way Pro Football Focus ranks things, uh, not a lot that 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 can be said. I, I still think that there's an opportunity to to use the tight ends uh, a little bit more in this game, in this offense. Uh, you know, maybe we start to see them play a little bit more. Uh, Arliss Boardingham um, played a bit more this game than he's done, you know, this season as well. Um, you know, you, you, you're starting to see this offense kind of figure out what it's going to be. And they've had to do different things this season. And I'm curious to see how they continue to grow and move, but you know, this Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne backfield is going to be very, very hard uh, to, uh, to to block against. And if Graham Mertz can keep throwing at a 70% or higher clip throughout the entire year, then, you know, not only is Graham Mertz better than most people anticipated, now you have to start looking at him. Remember a few weeks ago when they ranked him as the 14th best quarterback in the SEC, and we all said that that was nuts? Goofiness. Um, there was all, all that offseason stuff is just goofiness, bro. Like, yeah. you're taking – this is like not being like aware of like what college football is. If, you, if you're taking these guys and being too hard on them in the transfer portal, like you're just not being realistic. We watching too many 
uh, transfer quarterbacks get into new situations, new atmospheres with with new with new development, and, and they're changing. They're getting better. So I, I was optimistic, and like I told you, I was really bored this offseason, but I went and watched every Graham Mertz game, and I kept saying, like, this kid is not a bad quarterback. I don't know what everybody's looking yeah. at, but I thought he was very capable. I thought Wisconsin offense was just terrible. But, like, there's no way you can look at the landscape and, and have those thoughts, man. It was just, you know, a lot of per ignorance, I would say. Um, but the kid is hooping. He, he's just not the same kid. Shout out to shout out to Billy Napier. I know his his track record. He's a young coach, so his track record with quarterbacks isn't very extensive. Um, so like a lot of the takes of oh he couldn't win with uh, AR and he's a top five draft pick. You know the, the narrative switch depending on how like a rival or the media want to spin it. Mm-hmm. But you take that take. Um, but in our all actuality, he took on AR, a kid that didn't play quarterback for a very long time, came from a losing mm-hmm. program in high school. Not a lot of collegiate starts. Um, not a guy you brought in. You know, he's talented, but it doesn't really fit your scheme or what you want at quarterback. But you get this kid drafted top five to the NFL. You know, there's still some criticism of, oh, well, shit, if you got him top five, then he's a terrible coach. Okay, you bring in a quarterback who all media called him trash. All the fans, every rivalry, they, they just dragged this kid through the mud all year saying he was nothing. He was, you know, washed goods. You bring this kid in from Wisconsin, and he's looking more than capable. He's mm-hmm. at 75% passing. You know, he's moving the chain. He's a leader. He's just not looking like anything. Like, the, the coaching and development at the position, you got to give these guys the flowers. We want to go vertical more, but you can see the obvious development from Wisconsin to the UF, O'Hara, Billy Napier. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to give up the props, man. Like, everybody was doubting Mertz. Y'all got him looking very capable out here. Flowers. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um Let's see. Uh, it is Greg Pace that says ESPN is Graham Mertz, the number three SEC quarterback after week three. Uh, and not only that, you know, Florida is the only team that's played two top 15 teams uh, in go. there. So we're seeing improvement. We're seeing growth there. Uh, so excited to see that. Uh, we do have Brian Klatsky from the Gatorverse in the green room right now. So let me just get through one more thing. Uh, actually, let's let's pause this so because I want to talk about the fight. I want to talk about um, <laughs> the kneel down. I want to talk about all of it. But uh, money. yeah, before we do that, I do want to give a shout out to uh, one of our other sponsors, um, Fango Tickets. Go visit FangoTickets.com. Think of it as a consumer first platform for uh, you being able to put your season tickets on there for sale or for you going to buy tickets to Tampa Bay Lightning, Tampa Bay Bucks, and obviously Florida Gators fans looking for folks that are looking to sell their tickets. They have sold out of almost all of their inventory. Things are moving. Things are hot. Uh, Jeff Pope has become a good friend of mine. We're going to bring him on the show here in a few weeks. Silk, you got to meet him uh, at that law school tailgate as well. Uh, Go visit them. It is no... fees for the buyer of the tickets. You can put up all of your tickets, kind of like if you were to put an Airbnb up and say you want to be available for certain weekends and block it out for certain games, you can put your tickets on there, uh, say which games that you want to put up there. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy to go buy and sell your tickets to Florida Gators, Tampa Bay Lightning, and Tampa Bay Bucks tickets. With that being said, let's bring on uh, Brian Klatsky. From uh, from Gatorverse.io, we appreciate his sponsorship of this show and trying to help University of Florida Gator athletes in the NIL space. Brian, how are you doing today, my friend? Good morning, boys. Pleasure to be here. Man, hey, man. it's great to have you. Big What's win, up, huh? Man? Big win. Um, 
All I can say is, you know, you, you would have thought Gator Nation, uh, the world came to an end after Utah, and then two weeks later, back on top of the world, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's why I just logged off the internet. I just I just logged off and went and touched some grass for a couple of weeks and come back and everything's magical, Brian. You see how it works? <laughs> oh man, Brian, want to uh, want to chat with you a little bit? Obviously, a lot of things going on uh, with the Gatorverse. We had the TBT tournament that you guys participated in, uh, and then obviously you have uh, these things going on with Trevor Etienne. So, uh, talk to us a little bit about the Gatorverse. What's new? What's uh, what can fans get excited about? Well. First of all, you guys have been great, um, you know, sharing the story. And this summer, the the trip to Louisville for TBT was great. Um, that was just sort of the ground level, getting um, the TB team together. We expect as years come by, we're going to go ahead and, and really grow that team and really compete for a championship there. I think the fans loved it, getting to see the Gator greats um, come back together. And from from our perspective, the, the highlight of the whole month was really bringing the Gator history, having Billy connect with the current roster and having Todd and Billy really come together um, and using that platform to do that. So we had a really great experience for all the guys. Um, and I think that starting to bring that championship culture around the locker room again is, you know, is, is a plus for everybody. So that was um really the highlight of our summer. Now, you know, we're focused on, on this Trevor, this Trevor program. And we're also going to be involved with the women's volleyball team um, on the Auburn weekend. So um, that, that will be a activation we're going to have at um, that volleyball match that weekend. And those details will be coming out in the next few days. So a lot going on. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, do want to give a, uh, I know the Gators lost to Wisconsin yesterday uh, in volleyball, but that is the largest volleyball crowd in the state of Florida history. Uh, so thanks to the fans uh, that went to that. Uh, but Brian, let's talk a little bit about uh, the, the Trevor Etienne card. And I know that one of the, the things that we've talked about with the Gatorverse is not only helping University of Florida student athletes uh, with NIL, but also there's some perks uh, for the individual. So I know that you guys have a, uh, a free meal card when you buy the Trevor Etienne autograph card uh, at Bluebird Wings, which I've not been to. I uh, need to the next time I get to Gainesville. But Nick says it's it's one of the best places in Gainesville uh, to get wings. So, uh, Brian, talk to us a little bit about this activation you guys are doing with him. Well, th there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of different tentacles on this. You know, part of the reason why we have partnered with Bluebird Wings is because it's Trevor's favorite wings in town. This was Trevor's idea. Um, we, you know, we built the card program right now. There's a limited edition of 200 autographed Trevor cards. And what that card does is it unlocks a free meal at his favorite place. It also gets an invitation to join him for meet and greet at the end of the season. Um, but along the way, uh, anytime he scores two touchdowns in the Gators, when you also get a free meal um, by owning that card. So, you know, originally it was about having you know, access to the, the rare limited edition collectible card. But we said, let's tie that in with something that Trevor's really interested with in town. And um, let's give the, those fans, you know, some extra perks with it. That's awesome. So, uh, so let's run through this. If you're watching on YouTube, you can pull up your phone uh, and just scan the QR code and be able to to get that Trevor ETN card. Uh, Twenty percent discount anytime during the season. So, if you're a Bluebird fan, uh, you can 
half the car paid for yourself, right? Um, so then uh, again, as Brian mentioned, a free meal if he scores two touchdowns uh, and then an access to a meet and greet uh, with Trevor at Bluebird Wings. And um, Brian, before you joined the show, we were talking about Trevor Etienne and how he's become kind of the premier back for the Gators right now. Uh, one of the things that we can say is, is today's price probably won't be tomorrow's price. Uh, this guy is climbing up the, uh, the rankings in terms of running backs in college football right now. Uh, so this is a great opportunity for you to get in uh, and join. Um, and again, helping Trevor Etienne and helping him and helping University of Florida uh, student athletes there. Uh, this is what the card looks like. I'll pull this up real quick. But Dan, you know what's actually funny about this is, um, you know, he's number seven. So when we approach Bluebird Wings, you know, their traditional wing meals come with six wings. He's like, you know what, let's throw the seventh wing in there to go with number seven. Mm. Trevor. and you know, I think what we are, we are contemplating another program that I'm going to give a little sneak preview. It might be confirmed in the next few days, but we may put a bonus in there that if Trevor um, wins the Heisman or something like that, everybody gets uh, their money refunded. Um, as a oh, hell yeah. I like get, get everybody excited. Look, it all takes is a few games like this to put yourself on the map. 172 yards uh, is a big number. Um, he looks pretty healthy right now and uh, just gaining momentum. So it, it's exciting. And you know, with the with the Gator schedule, uh, if he delivers, he makes himself a um, a household name across the country. So, uh, puts yeah. himself in that conversation. Yeah, he's eating a little bit here, man. I, I like uh, with with these the way you guys do NIL. So, if the fans do support the players, there's some you know benefit back, whether it's food or different prizes and incentives. I think that's very unique. Uh, and very different so the fans can participate because everybody wants to support these guys in NIL. But some some of the efforts just like, you know, we're not all rich. It's a recession. It's rough out here. So if if, if Trevor Trevor goes crazy and I can get seven wings for the kids, you know, you know, oh, yeah. cut that's one extra wing uh, than the six, Brian. It feeds one more child. It is cool because originally we're like, you know what, the card is great. Everybody wants to, you know, sort of get like a Trevor type rookie card autograph to remember his college days. But like, I'm like, that's not enough. Like these kids, we got to do something special and really have that fan engagement um, and bring right. the fan together. One of the things, um, Brian, that I that I really like about it as well is you're, you're helping the student athlete. But beyond just helping them, I know that you guys are doing uh, a lot more for those that do uh, buy, you know, these limited edition cards in Gainesville. Do you want to discuss a few of those things that a, that a card member might get? I know that you guys were talking about some lodging and some other food options around town, uh, but we're really trying to, you guys are trying to build out a, a premier program where, you know, the individual that buys it gets the, you know, the, the pleasure of helping grow NIL, but there's also a lot that they're going to get back out of that. So do you want to discuss a little bit more about what you guys are doing there? Absolutely. So what we are doing is we're going to be rolling out um, a Gatorverse community card that ties in 20 plus uh, merchants in town that gives you all those discounts. So by purchasing one of these player cards, you'll be included in the Gatorverse community and you'll have that Gatorverse card. That that program is going to be launched later this month and a lot that will all be available uh, at that volleyball game the weekend of October 6th. So that's where we're going to really... Um, drop that program and we're really excited about that that's awesome and so brian talk to us a little bit more about what you guys are doing obviously the trevor etn is the one that we're super excited about and we're, we're showcasing here but you you'd mentioned women's volleyball and i know that you guys are looking to expand and grow this program what's next for gatorverse for you guys 
Well, for us, it's about all sports at Florida. It's not just a you know a football program from the Gatorverse perspective. You know, we had a great um, a great you know program with the gymnastics team in the spring. We'll be bringing in men's, women's basketball um, back with the gymnastics, softball, baseball, and then the Olympics. All you know, all the other Olympic sports as well. So our you know our plan is to grow um, season to season, include as many athletes um, that we can. And, and sort of build a product that both the fans and, and the athletes can really, you know, rally behind together. Awesome. That's mm. awesome. Silk, you got any uh, additional questions? No, that's it, man. I, I love how you guys, I just like how you guys work. I just like to get the flowers. I know you guys got a lot of information out there, but I love how, like, even with the likeness, um, Trevor, favorite wing spot, partnering with those guys, um, all of this is, is just, you know, the landscape is different and I like how like personal it is and, and it's actually branding around them, not just throwing any old advertisement or any old partnership together. It's, it's a little bit more personal. So I like it. It's dope. Absolutely. Um, so the, the QR code is on your screen right now. We will drop this on social media as well. Please make sure that you're supporting uh, the Gatorverse and, and the University of Florida student athletes. That's what that's what matters the most. And Brian, one of the things that I love about you guys is that you guys are obviously helping the folks on the football team and the basketball team, but helping those uh, across the University of Florida rebuild uh, you know, our program into the, the most premier athletic program uh, in the state or in the United States. And it, it starts with programs like this. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, Silk, me, you mentioned, and we've talked about it heavily on this show is, is that you get uh, something back in return. It's not just a, a bottomless pit. And I know that that's what some of the complaints about NIL were for the first couple of years. It kind of felt like a, a bottomless pit of just throwing money and money and money. And you're like, I can't make it to, you know, this meet and greet that happens on a Sunday night in Gainesville. If I live in Atlanta, I want to be there for the game, but there's nothing to do. Now you get the benefit uh, of it. And you know, you get in early, right? Like I said, today's price probably won't be tomorrow's price on on Trevor Etienne. So uh, go support University of Florida uh, athletes. And, and man, Brian, I think that this is an incredible program that you guys are doing. And um, I'll make sure that I, I swing by, uh, by Bluebird the next time I'm in town as well. No, guys, and you're welcome to, you know, promo and, and get out a free, a few free cards out to your, you know, to your viewers, listeners. Um, we're good with that. And, uh, Look forward. I'll meet you guys over there for wings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, tell tell Blueberg I need some vegan wings out there, man. <laughs> Dude, don't don't tell him to rush on it. Tell him I'll eat, I'll eat Silk's portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got fries, right? I can always eat some fries, bro. You oh, give yeah. me a fry a fry deal with uh, ETN's package as well. We got you. I'll give you my friend. Uh, Brian, I'll connect with you after the show. Uh, we will do a giveaway, this uh, the Trevor ETN card, and we're super excited about what's happening with the Gatorverse. We appreciate your support. We're looking forward to the TBT uh, tournament next year as well. I like the, I like the way that we, uh, we looked this year after you guys kind of not threw it together last minute, but you kind of put it together against some teams that have been doing this for multiple years, and uh, the team looked good, so I'm looking forward to watching next yeah, year. Corey, Corey Brewer or something else. I mean, to see him at his age compete like that, that, that comes from here. I mean, you, there's not many guys out there with that competitive nature. Um, he, he, he's special. And that, to have him out there doing what he was doing in that, in that game, I wish we got a few more games to enjoy it more. But um, he, he, he did stuff. I, I, you know, at 38, I was impressed. <laughs> uh, Brian, since you're here and you have a, obviously an intimate connection to the University of Florida basketball program, uh, what's some things that you're hearing about the basketball team this year? Well, you know, I got to tell you, they have 
you know, as you know, in the SEC with the transfer portal, it's almost like everybody's come with a new roster every year. Mm-hmm. Um, going into SEC this year, I can't even differentiate these teams. It's who's going to, you know, whose chemistry is going to come together. Because um, the talent, we have the talent in Gainesville right now. And if Todd gets these guys to all buy in, there's a recipe to go really far. And I don't think the fans appreciate what he has built over the last six months. Um, obviously, it's it, it all has to click when uh, they you know when that first ball goes up in the air. But um, from what I'm hearing, the, the talent in this gym is, is um, the best we've seen in a few years. I'm mm. looking forward to this team, man. I got the chance to to hang out, not really hang out. We talked and, and chatted for a few minutes with Todd Golden a few months ago at the Pinellas Gator Club meeting, and and he just seems like a guy that gets it. He's super excited about this team. Uh, I'm excited to watch uh, your son, Alex Klasky, uh, get out there. A lot more minutes this year, expecting a lot more wins out of this team. And, um, man, it's, it's good to have some excitement around the basketball program again. If you think about, you know, Todd coming from – the West coast and coming to the sec. Um, they finally got everything clicking right when Colin got hurt. You know, I, I really feel like if Colin didn't break his wrist, um, they're going to, they would have had a really strong shot at the NCAA tournament and it was starting to come together, but you know, you can't control injuries like that. That was a freaky, uh, freaky thing. Cause what well, you didn't even see it on TV. You just see Colin sitting there mm-hmm. and uh, he healed up nicely. He's actually playing great um, yeah. with the Lakers right now. But uh, I do think that what they have in that gym um, and having that year of Todd's system under their belt, uh, they're they're going into this season right there with everybody else in the SEC. I'm looking forward to it, man. And uh, it's good to get uh, – Silk, I think we need to do a uh, basketball game this year too. What oh, do you think? 100%. We've got a vlog out there a little bit. Hang out. I'm with All it. All right. All right. Well, well, Brian, we'll connect with you about that as well. We'll connect about the Trevor ETN card. Look out for some more information about that giveaway. Uh, we want to make sure that we're supporting University of Florida athletes. As always, this is a athlete first and will always be an athlete first show. And Brian, we appreciate so much what you're doing for the University of Florida uh, and for NIL initiatives at this, the uh, University of Florida. And we're excited to, to continue this partnership with you to help you guys continue to grow, which only benefits uh, the University of Florida student athletes. So uh, Brian, I, I'll give you guys a social media plug here. Uh, go follow them on at Gataverse uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram, uh, and then go check out Gataverse.io. Brian, anything else before we uh, let you get on with your day? No, appreciate it. And, um, you know, looking forward to uh, moving up the rankings going from where would he come in at 20? We came in at 24 this week or 25? 25. 25. 25. 25. Yeah. I ain't mad at it. We still got more opportunities to run down on some people and slide up a little bit, Brian, before we get to do oh, one week at a time. <laughs> one week at a time, <laughs> bro. And so everybody that lost their mind week one, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. the show's doing numbers now, Brian. Well, yeah. I appreciate you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk soon, my friend. Definitely. Thanks, guys. Hey, y'all Brian press Klasky. that like button. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to my guy, Brian. Y'all, y'all smash that like button. We should have as many viewers. We should have the same amount of likes. This is all Gator. Shouldn't be no haters amongst us. Um, speaking of, like, we were talking about you getting my wings and whatnot. So I went to my guy, Hunter, uh, tailgate. Mm-hmm. And you know, Gator fans, bro, they act the hospitality be on a hundred, bro. Like I was being offered so much moonshine and 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 food, but you know, I don't eat everything. So he's like, Hey, so I brought you a special pack of buns and, and I got all the dressings and fixings you need. <laughs> if you, you if want you to can. Your relish sandwiches again. 
Yeah, if you can't eat all of you know the shenanigans we got, bro, I got you some buns and some 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 toppings, man. I appreciate that, man. That's that's awesome. I, I just ate the salsa out. and chips. Thanks, thanks, Hunter, for for listening to the show. No silk is uh, not above eating a relish uh, hamburger or a hot dog bun. So um, dog was but, dog, uh, man. Man, being back in Gainesville just brought back so many good memories, and uh, I'm excited to go back, go up for some some basketball game, maybe a baseball game, uh, maybe gymnastics. Who knows? There's so many opportunities for us, and and in the hospitality that we show, and this isn't a flex. I want to tell a quick story. Um, Allie Gardner, who's on the who was on the softball team, she was an All American back when Come I was on, in man. school. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. Well, she made it. Flex. It's not a flex. We're just we're real life oh. friends, and so. Uh, we were walking around campus and she's been on the pod before. And we obviously talk about, you know, the popularity of it. Um, I probably got 10 or 12 shout outs on the walk from Norman field over to you silk. Uh, like, Hey Dan, love the show, love the pod, whatever. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, I was the all American. I'm like, Allie, I know. Like if I could tell everybody, Hey, there's an all American walking here next to me, but uh, that's the kind of love that you guys show and support. And so, uh, if anything, right now, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button. Uh, let's right. get into the rest of the Tennessee game. So before we do that, do want to give a shout out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Go visit <laughs> alumnihall.com or go visit them the next time that you're in Gainesville. Uh, I know they're pushing the sideline collection uh, right now. There's a lot of great stuff uh, that you can get to, to match what the coaches are wearing uh, on the football team, uh, the basketball, you know, wear and everything else. So go check out alumnihall.com, tailgating essentials, the coaches polos, all of that stuff that you could ever want. Um, youth stuff, kids stuff. Silk, you know that I never say it's too early to talk about Christmas time. There's a lot of different stuff that you can go and start to get prepared for the holiday season as well. So always want to give uh, love and support to our friends over at Alumni Hall. No better place uh, in Gainesville or online uh, to get not just clothing, but to get all the essentials that you might need as a fan. All right, so Silk, so back to the regularly scheduled programming. I know uh, Russell has a question. We're going to get to that in a minute because we're going to talk about recruiting uh, as well, and this is part of the evaluation piece. Um, there's a few seconds left in the game. Uh, I think nine total seconds left in the game. Um, yeah. What normally happens in a situation like this is when you're down two scores where there's just not enough time in general to score. It's not like – they were just a touchdown away. Um, what normally happens is you run out the clock. Well, Tennessee called a timeout. There's nine seconds or so uh, left in the game. What happens in most games is the opposing team lets the team just run out those nine seconds, takes a kneel, and then the game's over because it was on fourth down. Well, during that time, Graham Mertz kind of runs to the side, stands there, and then Tennessee attackers or guard defenses are, are going after him, trying to attack him. He goes to kneel down. He gets hit in uh, a big kerfuffle on the field happens. So give us your thoughts uh, on that. Uh, the end of the game there. Yeah. I was about to be like Michael Mazuka for a second. And I almost jumped, <laughs> almost jumped the hedges. Uh, just disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? Like get these toothless losers out of my building. I was just disgusted. It, not just at that, bro. It was just like a lot of Bush league stuff. You went to cramps. They faked a lot of injuries, bro. We, we, when we started moving the sticks, like for a team that want to play pace of the game, you know, like those type of chess masters, they faked a lot of injuries and a lot of cramps when we got, when we moved the sticks and we wanted to you know apply a little pressure and a little pace to the game. So, 
I lost some respect for Josh, Josh Heupel in, in that regard. But I guess some teams get bush league with the with the fake injuries. Right. But at the end of the game, timeout shenanigans, where you hit my quarterback while he's taking a knee, I appreciate my team for clearing the bench a little bit, you know, especially with Charlotte. If we got an SEC game the next week, I'm a little bit more <laughs> nervous. But you got Charlotte the next week, you know, and you, I already talked about Graham Merce, the type of leader he is, bro. Like, back that man up, man. And I like the way our team responded to that. Uh, get yeah. these toothless losers out of my building, man. Y'all bringing down the property value with all this ghetto nonsense. <laughs> yeah, lose, no. Uh, lose like losers, man. Get out of my place. Yeah, let me see if I can find uh, just the Micah Mazuka clip here. Um, the guy was ready to to, to, to square up. Um, Ali footwork. Him. Like, the footwork is Ali-esque, man. It was, like, floating a little bit. And, and, and Tennessee players start retreating. I was like, how you, how you start a fight and then run from the fight, bro? <laughs> Like, come oh, on, man. Bro. He uh, he had his hands up. He was ready to uh, to throw blows there. Uh, but but so like, I think it, it shows a lot of heart. Shows a lot of fight uh, with this team. Um, you know, there, there's nothing more that that you want. Um, you know, out of your team to to, to stand up for the quarterback uh, that they have. All right, Silk. I uh, I got it here. There might be a um, an ad here, but we'll 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 try. No, we don't need to do that. All right. Let me, let me pull this up. Being ass right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Trying to pull up YouTube. Trying to uh, – all right. So here we go. All right. So so here it is. Obviously, there's eight seconds left in the game. Micah Mazuka. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number, he got to catch hands. Yeah, He's Austin Barber. Um, you got a bunch of folks there. Uh, Damian George and Micah Mazuka. Bench clearing brawl here. This Tennessee staffer comes out of nowhere to, to, to try to break it up there. Um, but the entire team is is standing right there. Um, just that's, that's kind of energy you want. I'll take, the, I'll take the offense line in midtown with me, bro. Them boys with the shenanigans, with, with the knuckle game. I like the way they approach that, bro. And then I think that's Khalil Jackson with a wave there at the end. There's a lot of videos of Austin Armstrong. Uh, if the internet wasn't kicking my ass trying to figure out how to work the internet, first time user, uh, I'd try to find the video of Austin Armstrong uh, waving there. But uh, but again, obviously you see that all Graham Mertz is trying to do uh, is backpedal out. There's nine seconds left in the game. Trying to get a midtown, man. Offensive line isn't even doing anything, right, um, until Tennessee starts going after. Uh, this looks to be probably their nickel corner, their corner. Uh, number 21 knocks over Graham Mertz. Um, shout out to Austin Barber. Um, yeah, he's ready to square. I mean, look at those hands. He throws bro, one. Like, like, look, look, look. Bro. He, he, he's definitely hitting the local pal. Like, I don't know who trained this kid, but I know a boxer when I see one. The feet were legit. Look, 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 look at that. Look, look at that. Look at the feet. Look, look at the feet. Look at the hands. Uh, he squares up. He he gets he gets his right hand ready to potentially throw. Number five here. He's his feet are losing. Uh, he's losing a fight right there. He gets through. He still keeps the one head to block the face. Now, mind you, they are fighting in helmets on, so your face is of course protected because of that. Uh, but that's good form right there. That's a that's a rumble boxing nil partnership if I've ever seen one. Bro, that's set. I'm telling you, bro. As a guy that has boxed, <laughs> like, like recreationally, and like fooled around with a little bit, yeah. Michael, Michael is definitely being trained by some guys that that has like legit hands. What, what's his background? He's got to have like some 
Polynesian, uh, some type of uh, fight in his bloodline because that, that was just uncanny work right there. Yeah, yeah, and I like, and I like, like, cause I've met him, right? And he's a very yeah. like quiet, reserved. He's not a guy that's in the crowd with the whole team, and, and you know, rah rah. He's very yeah. off to himself type of guy. So to see that from him, uh, just being around the team a little bit, I thought that was very dope, man. Shout out to yeah. Micah, but got some yeah. hands. Uh, I could tell. Originally born and raised in Philadelphia, I might need some. Uh, you might have to call people, here. boy, before you go up though. Before I go up, I don't like to start that, but I. I know that Philadelphia Eagle fans boo Santa Claus, so I uh, won't put him beneath me to, uh, to, to uh, yeah. cheer against a Dolphins fan. But, uh, no, shout out to him. Shout out to the team for for doing uh, what they did. Bush League, toothless loser stuff. So, I love that. Um, all right, let's get into – Let's I sat around, it. like, real quick before we get off the Tennessee yeah. game. This is my – after that game, I just vibe. You know, last year was rough. The, the Dan Mullen year was rough. I, I sat there. Everybody was ready to go. Shout out to Click Clack. It's like, hey, bro, y'all ready to go? I said, bro, I'm just about to sit in the ambiance of a, of a rivalry win because last year was rough. And then Mullen year was rough. So I soaked in the ambiance. And then, you know, y'all already heard the tailgate story with Jackson Raymer, man. The boys left yeah, me hanging. Yeah. Now, the, the, I'll give the, the you know, the, the, the swamp was loud until the, the very end. Rocking. Um, it was rocking. rocking. I told y'all all all season. Joe Milton's not coming in this building again to win. I said that. I said I don't care. Like what, what Tennessee's a possible L. I know it's not. That guy, he don't have the 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 makeup, the skill sets to come into this building. Because I know I was bringing my lungs. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna cheer my ass off. I usually be a little bit more reserved. Like I was all into the orange and blue. I was I was singing. You know, uh, Tom Petty at the highest of keys, hitting oh. every note. I was I was soaking in the ambiance, man. Gator football felt good Saturday for sure. Hey, y'all yeah. come see us Arkansas game. We hanging out. Yeah, the the LED lights looked good. Uh, yeah, shut them down there was a touchdown and everything else. Yeah. Uh, Brooke was surprised because they didn't do it during the first touchdown. And I think it was still light outside uh, when they scored. The sun was setting, but uh, it looked cool. Uh, looking forward to seeing what they can do. Saw some videos of what some of these NFL teams uh, and I know Texas does the LED lights really well. So. Uh, you know, it still takes time. It takes experience. It takes trying new things. So really cool to, to see that. Um, but again, the swamp was about as sustained loud as I've seen the swamp in, in very long time. Um, obviously that run against Auburn, it was loud. Uh, but this is probably the loudest game that I've been to Silk uh, since maybe that Ole Miss game with Will Greer, where you know, Ole Miss was ranked in the top five. Florida came out of nowhere, uh, destroyed that game. That place was loud. Uh, but yeah. the fans that were there. Uh, what a hell of a what a hell of a show! So um, we'll go over. We'll probably do like I, I know that we do you buy and sell every week, and we do X Factor stuff. Uh, a lot of people forget that by the next week, so we'll just kind of give a rundown, maybe mid season how we're doing, uh, and then at the end of the season we'll see how we're doing. But uh, obviously we have Charlotte uh, this upcoming week. But uh, so before we get into Charlotte, do want to give a quick couple shout outs uh please hit that like and subscribe button but want to give a shout out to cena um for the super chat donation and then russell swick here um billy napier is known for recruiting uh but v uh but where were, were evals a part of his mo seems everybody he brought in has been spot on also seems like former players have been more vocal and supportive and wanting to be more involved great question uh russell uh, I'll say that Emma or his his MO has always been evaluations, right? Um, obviously, was was great uh, as a recruiter when he was at Alabama and Clemson. Um, but I, I think 
the amount of players that he, I think he put a couple guys into the league when he was at uh, Louisiana, a couple guys went in after he left. Um, but when he left, uh, a number of players, I think there was nine or 10 of them went to transfer to other FBS programs. Um, Osiris Torrance was a, a lowly rated two or three star to Louisiana that none of the school, big schools in the area wanted. He becomes uh, a, an All-American, right? And is now playing the Buffalo Bills, who's drafted in the second round. Montrell Johnson, a guy that, you know, obviously a lot of high hopes for, was a, a third-team All-SEC player uh, going into this season. Um, you had the transfer that went to LSU last season. There's a number of other guys in there. So I think evaluation has always been something that that he's known for. But Silk, I'll let you get your, your thoughts out. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The evals has just been on point with every guy. Uh, that he brought over from Louisiana um, when he was bringing those guys over. I know a lot of fans, just a lot of people thought they were just like reaches and they weren't you know, fit to play at the University of Florida. But he he's shown that he has an eye for talent. Um, and, and the Grand Merce is just like the icing on the cake at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think every transfer that's came in, you look at the young recruits, we're not just getting uh, recruits that, that, that can be developed into because McElwain brought in something. I thought McElwain had a good eye for talent, but a lot mm -hmm. of that had to be developed. Uh, we're getting guys off like that Bama-type feel. Like TJ Searson could come in and play right away. Kelby mm -hmm. Collins is playing right away. Eugene Wilson is playing right away. I mean, And they, and they, and they looked the part, too. Like, they're looking mm -hmm. like – I think Bama had, like, a recipe of getting guys that are, are close to their peak. Not what they could be when they get to the NFL, but guys that are close to their peak right now and can win right now. And I think Billy's off of that tree and recruiting and evaluating um, similar. A lot of these kids are, are ready to play a year on campus, a semester on campus, getting in early enrolling, and then they're ready to contribute right away. So, um, yeah, his evals is, is definitely on point for the entire staff. Uh, shout out to Corey Raymond, his evals. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't think he missed on a single DB in that room. Jordan Castell is going to be an All-American. He's, he's mm -hmm. just come on campus and just take take – snaps from guys that you know were ranked higher than him that's been on campus longer than him uh so like the evals from across the board i don't think we're missing anywhere i want to see of course the offensive line take it up a notch but i think from a staff perspective the nerves are doing what they got to do the hundred people army it, it's legit right now as far as evals and recruiting and and what I mean, even even trevor etn was was not a highly sought after guy you know he was a an all-state player, I think, in Louisiana, and obviously his brother Travis right. is a is an NFL player right now. Um, you know, I know he's being recruited by by Clemson and in Alabama and a few others, but I don't even know if that was they were truly takes, right? I know that maybe at Clemson, but he would have been further down uh, on their list. But he wasn't this highly regarded guy. Uh, I'm sure a lot of schools right now would love uh, would love ETN uh, Trevor ETN on their team uh, right now. But if you just look at uh, the offense. Uh, Ricky Pearsall was a guy that he evaluated coming from Arizona State. You know, a, a guy that's really stepped into to who he's become. Caleb Douglas looks like a, a great get there. Um, Najee Harris is is playing as a as a true freshman, right? Um, Arliss Boardingham out of Oregon, he's starting to get some more burns. So you start to look at these guys that are starting to get some meaningful steps on the offensive side of the ball, and then the defensive side of the ball. Um, Jordan Castell, Devin Moore. Cameron Jackson, Jalen Kimber, both of them out of the transfer portal, Kelby Collins, um, TJ Searcy, Caleb Banks out of the transfer portal who played almost nothing at Louisville. 
uh, you're starting to see these guys really start to, to come into their own uh, a little bit as well. So I, I think that the eye for talent has always been there. The development and the evaluate or the evaluation, pardon me, and the development of those guys, you're really starting to see now. And that's what gets me excited about this next recruiting class is it's now you're developing from four stars and five stars and not just from three stars where the chance to hit is, is a little bit harder. Um, but one of these things, you know, it, it's starting to click and, you know, I'm not going to say that everything's perfect right now. There's still a lot of areas for opportunity, but you can see the vision, right? And that's what we talk a lot about on the show, seeing the vision and seeing that improvement. One of the things that we talked about is not just what's Florida's record this year and how much time does Billy Napier deserve. It's, what do you see out of the team week in and week out to determine, you know, how long do you give a guy like Billy Napier? And right now I think he's shown you that there's been improvement in NIL. There's been improvement in recruiting and the guys that are playing the guys that are really impacting these teams are guys that Billy Napier has uh, recruited and brought him himself. And you mentioned at the beginning of the show, Silk, I think Florida had one player on their entire two deep. That was a senior. I think Tennessee had 19 or 20 of them. So, mm -hmm. you know, the vision's the vision's becoming clear. I can see clearly now. All right, the um, rain is gone. I like that, Dan. Get in with some notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything First else we're talking about here. the uh, the Charlotte game? Uh, Jalen Jones is their quarterback. Yeah. Dan Mullen evals. Speaking of evals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dan Mullen eval. Uh, Charlotte right now, um, who is one and two on the season, beat South Carolina State. Uh, they lost to Maryland, thirty-eight to twenty, uh, and then this week uh, come off a barn burner of a loss to uh, Georgia State, uh, forty-one to twenty-five. Um, uh, not a ton to talk about Charlotte uh, this week. I don't Rest really know up, what we can what we can tell you uh, about them. We'll give you a little bit of a highlight, but uh, you know, a team that you know Florida should not have uh, a problem with. Um, they have two quarterbacks, uh, Trexler, Ivy, and Jalen Jones. Um, Jack uh, Hestera is their wide receiver, has 194 yards. And then Wayne Jones leads their team uh, in 21 tackles, which is not what you want out of a defensive back. Uh, and Cameron Howard uh, leads their team uh, in interceptions with two uh, on the year. Jalen Jones this season is 24 of 41 for 252 yards, two interceptions, or pardon me, two touchdowns, three interceptions, and has been sacked five times. Yeah, this this game is a work game. Uh, just like last week when we played uh, McNeese State, I, I want to see us like, force more turnovers, um, get to the quarterback a little a little bit better off the edge. Um, also want to see some Max Brown. Like, let's put this team away fairly early uh, and let these young boys get reps. This is very important for, like, just the season. Um, as the season goes, I want to see more young players. I think we're going to see these guys get more and more snaps. Uh, but give me some Andy Jean. Give me some Aiden Mazel. Uh, get up big. I need my starters to get up, get out, put this team away. I think we're at a nooner. What, what time is this game? Uh, I know this is a night game as well. Oh, night game. Yeah, so we shouldn't have any any uh, hungover or just lackadaisical vibes coming out. Nooners be be tricky with these type of games. But, yeah, let's come out, put this team away. You know, let's let these LEDs do what they do very early. Let's shoot a music, Hype Williams video, and then get the young boys in just to get reps, reps, reps. Same thing with the offensive line. I know we all, everybody always want to see the skill position guys get in early, the young bucks. But I think the offensive line being able to get some reps as well. Uh, just to clean up some things before we get into more SEC play. 
get out of there injury free, mm-hmm. you know, with no no casualties, get healthy. I want to. I don't have the status. Have we got the status of Devin Moore and, and, and a couple of guys that went out with some? No, I don't think injury? we have it. I, we'll we'll probably have that. I think today or tomorrow. Yeah, I need Devin Moore to just stay healthy and and, and with the club and not in the tub. Uh, the ability is there, and whenever he's playing, you you can see. It. I think, in my opinion, he's the best cornerback on the team when healthy. But mm-hmm. we just got to keep him healthy. So just health is key. And, and yep. attrition is going to be very key for us making a run at the SEC East because this league is wide open. Don't let nobody with a with a Twitter account or with you know um, a lot of followers and a blue check lie to you. This league is wide open right now. Yeah. Um, so uh, one of the things I want to make sure is, you know, they're, they're going to run the ball out of the quarterback position. Florida's going to have a couple of those quarterbacks this season to face. Um, want to make sure that they are, are doing a good job there. Right. So, you know, this is good preparation, good practice, uh, for, uh, for running and mobile quarterback there. Uh, but Florida should come out of this game, uh, a victor right now. They are 26 point favorites. I think they started at 24, went up to 28. The last I saw was nice. 26 and a half, 27. So Very um, nice. obviously a lot of points. Uh, Charlotte is not a great football program to compete against the university of Florida. Uh, Silk, you mentioned it. This is a good opportunity for reps uh, on those key positions and continue to get better communication on the offensive line, communication on the defensive line. No matter how much you know this team has improved over the last couple of weeks, there's still a lot of areas uh, for opportunity to see them, and this is a, a great time to do that because then you have Kentucky, who looked beatable, then uh, the Vanderbilt game, and then South Carolina after that to get you prepared uh, for a bye week and then UGA. So uh, right now, Florida's you know on an you know in an opportunity to to hopefully go you know maybe four and zero over this stretch. You know I, I think that that's possible three and one even, but Florida's sitting in a much better position. But this is an opportunity to to get yourself marginally better, even if it's against an, a, a subpar opponent an opportunity to work on those things would like us to see if we can move the ball through the air a little bit more. And then like you said, so yeah. hopefully be able to, to sit our starters, uh, you know, for a majority of that second half of the game, like they did against McNeese. Um, they're not going to be as bad as McNeese. Um, but, uh, but again, hopefully kind of a same general principle uh, there. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I guess, you, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, finish your thought. No, 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 no. Go ahead. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm with you with the scrambling quarterback. Jalen Jones may come in here and try to play some hero ball, but I like the way we perform with, you know, quarterbacks leaving the pocket already with, with um, I don't know, week one was a little a little different with the read, the read stuff, and they brought in Nate Johnson, uh, Utah. He got busy mm-hmm. on us and caught us off guard with that, which I thought was a good game plan by Utah. But I like the way we handle and we bounce back versus Joe Milton. Jalen Jones is going to come in here and try to play some hero ball since he played here before. Um, but this is not the damn Mullen team that he knows. So he's 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 in for a rude awakening if he thinks Charlotte's gonna pull off some type of upset. Special teams is is a lot of work that we need. I don't I, I wouldn't mind like I know we like to go forward on fourth down when we get into that gray area. I wouldn't mind kicking some field goals this week in that gray area just to see what Trey Smack is at with it, you know, kicking 30, 40, 50 yarders like that, because we we're gonna get to a point in the season, you know, everybody's not gonna be Tennessee. But we may have to like drive and get into field goal range and win like that. So I do want to see some some improvement and some work in in the field goal special teams department as well. Let's get clean there. And yeah. we've been sloppy two every every week so far. We've had some sloppy uh, displays on on special teams. So let's clean that up field goal wise. Let's take some shots, you know, with some distance and see what Trey Smack got. 
and let's not shank punts off the side of our feet. Let's you know not wear the same number. We're getting there. We're getting a little bit better every week. You know, yeah. I like I like the in game in game uh, switching as well with the kickers. Like let's not wait to practice. If yeah, kick, no, right if at kick, if you kicking knuckleballs, let's get them out of here. Right after the missed extra point, Trey Smack uh, went immediately over to uh, to the kicking net and he kicked that ball about as high as you can uh, on an extra point when he got that opportunity. So uh, I think it's his opportunity to uh, to to lose that spot now. Um, I don't want to see our punter practice at all uh, against Charlotte, uh, but if he does kick at all, I need to see some better punting out of Jeremy Crawshaw. It's coincidental uh, that another week of special teams blunders, Nick is sick uh, to yeah. not to, uh, to atone for it, but we will add that to the docket next week. Uh, and don't think that we'll let Nick slide by without uh, speaking for the special teams. Um, so two final points uh, before we get out of here today. They are recruiting notes. Uh, last week, the Gators did lose a commitment of defensive lineman Micah Boyro. Uh, he did decommit before the uh, the Tennessee game. I know the word on the street is he's probably going to Georgia. Uh it was kind of a surprise commitment at the time. He had visited Florida, and then the next week had visited Georgia, had come right off of that visit and committed to Florida, um, the three-star uh, defensive lineman out of Georgia. Uh, but it does look like Georgia is potentially the uh, the favorite to land him right now. Uh, any thoughts on that? I'm sorry. What was that thoughts on what? On, on Micah Boyro. Oh, yeah. I mean – I like Coach Spencer to be able to to double back and get us somebody of of high value, high ranked at that position. Uh, he's recruiting at a, at a high echelon right now, but I, I like that Burrow as a recruit. Uh, he might end up at Georgia. We'll see how all that plays out. Mm -hmm. But you know, our ranking goes up a little bit here. We got a twenty five <laughs> kid. I'm not I'm not concerned about yeah. like the recruiting yeah. at all. We're, we're still top five recruiting program. And, I, and like I said, I like us at the defensive line spot to be able to grab. I heard a few things behind the scenes, but I like us to be able to grab another defensive tackle that's either at the level of player borough or or higher. That's Absolutely. my that's my take there. Uh, the Gators did announce, or the, it was announced. Pardon me the uh, the commitment of Waltez Clark uh, from Tampa, Florida, goes to Plant High School down there in South Tampa, ranked as the uh, 128th overall player in the class of 2025. The number 11 running back. Uh, let's pull up his uh, film here. Uh, the kid is good, quick, fast. Yes, sir. Um, he's a guy that a lot of schools uh, around the country wanted. Uh, so let's take a look at, uh, at Waltez Clark here. Yes, um, sir. Silk, any any thoughts on him? I mean, you know, obviously his game-breaking game speed plays a lot of tough competition uh, there at Plant High School, which is one of the better programs in the state of Florida. Uh, but uh, any thoughts on Waltez Clark? Now, fits the system very well, catches the ball out of the backfield well, um, super explosive, has has vision, size. Uh, he, he's a guy, like the running back is a position, I think, the whole state, uh, not just Florida, Miami, and Florida State as well. We haven't done a good job of keeping the best backs in state. I do think he's one of the top few backs in the state for, for that class. So um, to be able to get him, as you see him catch a screen out of the backfield here and just, you know, scrolls down the sideline like a walk in the park, uh, very easy, man. A Coach 30 special right here, if he could break that down, you know, via the internet. But this kid can play football. Shout out to Jaluk. Uh, mm -hmm. We're probably going to need one more out of that 25 class. Yep. But getting that class, because 24 is kind of settled in here. 
So getting that head start now, bringing those guys in for visits now. Like opposite my section where we were sitting at is right behind the visits, the visitors. Mm. So I'm, I'm watching these guys, you know, celebrate, have a good time, you know. And I started getting texts from from people around the program. Hey, I man, I think we may have a, a couple pop. I was hoping LJ McCray pop. You know, yeah. we getting that. Was getting that type of energy around the building. Then I was like, bro, if he popped tonight, we definitely tearing down midtown, man. But um, you know, good recruiting efforts with starting to get into that that 25 class, dabble into that, you know, get your, your quarterback in here soon, hopefully. Uh bringing in your running backs, offensive weapons, anchor down the class early is very important. So um, good get. We got some more, a couple there's not a lot of home game, good home games for us. So last Saturday night was very important as far as atmosphere. Um, we'll get Arkansas, which will which will be a good game, but it's not. Gonna, I don't think it'll be on the level as Tennessee, and then Florida State will be another good one as well as for his home game experience. But last night we capitalized. I keep saying last night, Saturday night we capitalized big time on the atmosphere to win, and we got somebody from the twenty five class that I deem elite to pop. Yeah, absolutely. Getting he's the first guy in the class of twenty twenty five. So excited to see uh, how that class. Uh, gets built over the next few months and few uh pardon me few years here so again congratulations to waltez clark uh from plant high school go check him out uh speedy guy he's gonna be we vibing in tampa dan what you got out there you you talking to people like tampa been talking treating to us to people treating us nice out there bro yeah, yeah there's a lot of great talent here in the tampa bay area uh a lot of gator fans a lot of uh a lot of folks that uh we got to make sure don't go to clemson anymore don't go to alabama uh, don't go, you know, out of state anymore. You know, there's a there's a there's a train that's being um, built in Gainesville, Florida. It's about to steamroll college football. I hope. Already, try to Temple for eight one three coming through for the for the Gators right now. That's right. I need that's TJ right. Moore. I need I need TJ Moore to to do what he got to do. Yeah, a little bit. See an opportunity up. to play, right? And if you're Never a play. If you're a senior in high school and you're looking at a program that's going to play young guys, give them the opportunity, not always recruit the transfer portal over them. Uh, you're on, seeing man. this homegrown talent make a big impact at the University of Florida. It's going to be a hell of a year, a uh, hell of a year All next right. uh, for these these next few years with these guys. Um, so, so before we get out of there, let's give one final ad read for our friends over at Homefield Apparel. Go visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale at checkout. Get 15% off of your order. Saw a lot of st- I saw a lot of home field apparel stuff in Gainesville uh, this weekend. So hopefully uh, you guys use that promo code. Uh, if you haven't, go check it out. Uh, they got about 20 different shirts for the University of Florida, a couple of different sports in there, golf, baseball, obviously football. Uh, they have the vintage starter jacket looking um, starter jacket looking uh, design as well. So go check them out. Homefieldapparel.com, promo code stadium. And Gail, Silk, anything else before we get out of here today? Nah, man. Most importantly, y'all touch grass. Y'all ground yourselves, man. One week at a time. You know, it's the biggest, man. Florida Gators is we balling a little bit, bro. It's going to yeah. be everything can't get built overnight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Our job is just to cheer. We criticize as much as we can in a productive way. But I thought the week one, just the, the outlash, outlashing and, and mm-hmm. all the lashing out. Yeah. It, it, it was it, it was extra. You know what I'm saying? It's a process. And if the coach ain't holding players accountable, holding himself accountable and getting better week by week, then we have an issue. But. Uh, these young baby Gators are going to give us a good season. It's not going to be five wins. We're going we're gonna to surpass that. And But next year, 
like returning majority of this roster, dabbling in the transfer portal out there. Like, it's going to be different dabbling into the trans. I'm going to say this now because the mm. takes get popular and everybody says it later. But we're going to dabble in the transfer portal a little bit different this offseason coming than we did last year. It's different. Like Florida State went aggressive in the transfer portal because they thought they were bringing back a lot and they could go make a run. When you got that, I could make a run. You spend a little bit more money in free agency. You go get some things. So let's just keep building. We'll we'll we'll, we'll make some transactions and, and some moves in the offseason for this thing to be crazy next year. But this year we're gonna be all right. Ain't what everybody thought it was gonna be. I tell you that, man. Go Gators. Absolutely. So uh, again, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Before you get out of here, please hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, share it, watch it again, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, we appreciate all the love. We appreciate the support for the University of Florida and the Florida Gators. Uh, continue to support this team. If you can, go to the Charlotte game. It's, it's a ton of fun. Tailgates will be heavy. Uh, go watch this team. Go support them. They need it. Obviously, the energy was through the roof against Tennessee. Bring that same energy this week to Charlotte. Uh, and then we will see you guys at the same corner and same time next week. Silk, you have the song of the week, my friend. Mm. I played this, I played this, you know, leaving the game. Shout out to my guy Spence for coming to save my life uh, on Saturday night, dog. I was stuck at two in the morning at the law at the law office trying to figure out like how I was gonna get my life together. And I hit Spence up to see if he was woke. And he was away. He came pick me up. We went on an adventure to get some fries because I was starving. I was like, hey, I gotta get some type of vegetable. Let's go hit checkers. We was in the checkers drive through for maybe three hours. Then it was the most ridiculous. <laughs> and we couldn't get out. You know how you're like, somebody's yeah, behind yeah. you and somebody in front of you? Like, we could not get out of the drive-through. So, like, Saturday night was a lot of shenanigans. But uh, when I did get to back to my vehicle, I like to ride away, you know what I'm saying, to to some vibes at the wind. I was playing some Mills and Jada Kids, Moonroof. You know what I'm saying? A uh, very eloquent joint. Make sure y'all play that thing, man. Let it let it marinate in your ambiance a little bit. Moonroof, Mills, Jada Kids. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys at the same corner, same time next week. And, yes, Nick will atone for the special teams disaster this past. It's too much weekend. positivity. He couldn't show up to this. And Nick would have showed up to this this much positivity. He would have lost his mind. Like <laughs> we'll give him PTO. Let's give him PTO. Yeah, yeah give him PTO this week. Yeah. All right, boys. Thanks everybody for watching. We'll see you next week. In my veins, we got the mob with us Big blue hunters in my pockets and God we trust Blowing the smoke about the moonroof Hundred thousand for the stones, busting all of my pieces I'm blowing smoke about the moonroof I told them cats the opposition, leave them resting in pieces Have a ticket on designer splash Glock 43 inside the stash Pop the stizzy, hop out with it and sign an autograph Times change, I used to read and break apart a half I never knew I'd need accountants to do all this math Life pop got me higher than my bills on a monthly Trying to buy the drink, let's you crack the seal right in front of me. Wow. Independent balling, selling out these shows out the country. Sucks talking down because they wash 40 fold them like laundry. Feel like a micro dose. Scriptures in my raps, this my Bible open. Wish I fall off on my rival host. To see me on the upswing, I'm hustling. Six figure deal conducting. The plush bends on murder be the code, it's a trust. I fell with some relatives that don't relate to loyalty. Liquor in my body killed the pain, but it might poison. I broke bread when they were starving, they got up and then avoided.
letters sold up like embroidery They plotting on destroying me, it's nasty Yeah, pop the stizzy, turn the foreign up This Cuban chain feel like ain't thought of Ocean ocean in my veins, we got the mob with us Big blue hunters in my pockets, ain't God we trust Blowing the smoke about the moon roof Hundred thousand for the stones, busting all of my peace I'm blowing smoke about the moon roof Yeah, I told them cats the opposition, leave them resting in peace I'm in the kitchen trying to whip me up a gourmet pie Fatten all, the more they die, the more they buy Soon as they lower the casket, the more they cry That's the more they hurt when they pour that dirt Did you love them or what? Cause when they cover them up, they ain't bringing them back That's the meaning of that Y'all was fucking them bitches and y'all was slinging them packs Y'all was loading them clips and y'all was cleaning them gats We was doing it big, they was doing it small They was wearing the same shit, we would ruin them all They would catch a couple events, we was doing it all We was kind Conquering land, we was moving the soil. Yeah, everything solid. Big bags monthly, gripped up crazy. Even out the country, 100% boomproof. Now I'm in the back of the back, blowing smoke about the. Pop the stizzy, turn the farming up. This Cuban chain feel like ain't thought of. Ocean ocean in my veins, we got the mob with us. Big blue hunters in my pockets, and God we trust. Blowing the smoke about the moon roof. Hundred thousand for the stones, busting all of my peace. I'm blowing smoke about the moon. I told them cats the opposition, leave them resting in peace.